going on good people uh welcome back to root purpose uh this is chip this is josh and urban nerd kicking right off the episode jumping right into the check-in i'm running check-in today so josh <laughs> on a scale from one to ten how are you feeling also well naturally you are a performer but walking out onto stage what would be your theme song and why? Oh, that's a good one. All right, that was a good question. All right, Andrew came came prepared. Um, yes, I did. How I'm feeling? Um, you know, I'm feeling good. You know, um, at this point, like you know, I, I've been able to do a lot of my job. I've been able to do a lot, um, making connections with our students. Um, uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I feel like um, probably like a seven. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's been on my plate. Um, but I'm managing. I'm managing. So I would say seven. Um, theme music. Oh man. Um, theme song. Um, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. If, if it was like, if, if I'm coming out on stage just to be like super over the top and dramatic, um, yeah. And also a little funny, which is like my MO. I definitely would say final countdown because there's something about like, and it's just, yeah, no matter what you come out to, no matter what you wear and coming out to stage, <laughs> that's just like, oh, he, he's ready. Like whatever is about to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that popped in my head, but that's hilarious. Um, Andrew. How are you feeling on a scale of one to ten? And uh, if you came out on stage, what would be your theme music? Why are you asking me the questions that I already know I'm about nah. to answer? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know you're not used to me starting it off. Yeah, I know you just wanted to get your piece in. Um, yo, bro, I'm feeling pretty good uh, this week, man. I say I'm at like a nine. Things are falling into place. A lot of things that I took the time to like set up just from my mental health and physical health over the past couple of months is, is coming together. So I'm feeling mm-hmm. a lot better just on the daily. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, definitely a nine. Uh, so the, to answer the question that I asked you, yeah. um, <laughs> theme song, I would say, See, man, it's a few. It's it's between a few. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's between a few. Man, I should have already had it ready. But I was like, I had one, but then I was like, you know what? Um, see, and I'm uh, I'm getting conflicted because I was watching a few shows, man. It, it brought they uh have remixed or used some samples, and it was okay. I'm about to hit you with the Jeopardy music in a second. I know, right? I'm taking forever. I get it. I know. It's my question. Uh, man, whatever. We got time. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Digital Dash. Future, okay, digital. Future and Drake. Drake. 
Oh, okay. Okay. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Like the way it starts Fe- out. Future Drake always got some 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 joints that just hit. So no nice reason. Walk. You could do you do a lot with the, the music, man. Just walk out to it, party to it, turn work out to it. Work out to it. Um depending on what it is, it could be reflective writing to it. Uh <laughs> that's real, that's real. We get deep philosophical with some some future oh, Drake. Oh man, let me see. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be the walkout music. The lighting and everything. Okay, you did we cannot can I go a little bit further and talk about like my oh, lighting scheme? By, um, by all means, what's your lighting scheme? I really I really thought she was about to say like nah and shut me down. It really was just Dang, you really say yes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um Sheesh. Okay, it'll probably be, probably be like a lot of uh earth tones uh initially. Okay, earth tones. Um, cool, cool. Earth tones and then it'll it'll go more to uh uh goldish, bright lightish kind of things. Okay. I have no idea what I'm talking about, dog. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dog. I'm here uh, for it. I don't know what we even coming out the stage for. We gonna, we gonna come. It. We gonna come back to this. I mean, you the artist, man. You the one that already know what kind of lighting you oh. like, yo. I'm on. I'm on oh. the level. I just know I the light needs to be hitting me when I take pictures. That's where I'm at with lighting. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just on the most basic sitting, level I'm, of lighting. I'm here, <laughs> center stage, ready to go. I don't I'm know what here. for, but I'm here. <laughs> exactly. And I'm here for it. But man. yeah, man. Nah, I mean, I know, I know we really wanted to get in uh just continuing on like our journeys. I know we already hit on, you know, just how this all got started and you know, really um where we were, just mindset, but also just just physically, like after uh college and what we were doing, but like moving forward. Right. And kind of fast forwarding a bit, we know you you really um hit the ground running. <laughs> hit the ground running. Hit the ground, hit the ground <laughs> running. <laughs> yeah. Um, just in the teaching game, man, and just, you know, yeah, yeah. That life. So just jumping into that, man. Like well, first of all, where where was it that you first started like actually like your first job like teaching? Man. So it was a couple of things, honestly. Um, honestly, the first time I got to experience teaching was with Nesby. And it was when we were volunteering with a bunch of schools. And it kind of was just like second nature that we always knew yeah. we were going to go visit. And it, I tell you, we went to a school. Um, Miss King jumped on the bus with us. Um, and we were talking to some students. It was some young girls that we were talking to. Um, and I remember a couple things. I remember Ade, um, was talking to them and he introduced himself and said his last name. And he's, he was like, uh, my name is Ade Boyage, Akintsuku. Uh, and like the girls started laughing and he was just like, repeat after me. And you have like a whole classroom of girls saying, Ade Boyage. I was like, this is adorable. <laughs> and then I remember <laughs> we were, afterwards we were doing like, um, just little like marble roller coasters with them. And, um, there's one girl that was just not having it and she was getting on my nerves. And, um, she's like, well, you know, I can't be no engineer. My mama said I'm not smart enough. And that mm-hmm. it was like that, that was when I knew like, man, we got kids that are just elementary school, you know, just out the, out the gate 
defeating themselves. And I don't know why I remember that that time so vividly, but that's when I knew like there has to be more people talking to students and just just letting them know that there's much more that they are capable of. Um, but I, but Nesby really was a big part of me volunteering and helping out. And um, yeah, and from there I was able to do more volunteer work, um, work at YMCA. Um, and when we both were talking about grad school, um, I knew I wanted to teach. I knew I also wanted to teach and do research. Um, and Miss Lathan, our, our mentor, she was able to introduce me to um, – it was like she introduced me someone who introduced me to someone and I ended up at friendship. Um, uh, what's it called? Charter school tech prep in Southeast DC. Um, mm-hmm. and that was, and I tell you that was a blessing cause, um, I, I was, we were at the place where you had got accepted to grad school. I got denied by all three grad schools that I applied to. Um, and that was a real sobering moment of like, what you going to do? Uh, you either going to go yeah. back to Connecticut or, you know, you're going to figure something out. And, you know, thankfully, I got that interview with the school. Um, they saw that I was a young, fresh, you know, college graduate that wanted to teach. What? A young black man that coming out of college? Um, you know, that which, which doesn't really happen a lot. Um, and thankfully, charter schools has a loophole for techs, for tech degrees that you don't need a teacher certification. Um, so I was able to come mm. in fresh off of, right, fresh off my experience, just my willing to be there. Um, and because teaching technology teachers are such, um, you know, uh, a vacant like high position, demand. high demand, vacant positions. Um, you know, I was able to, to get in where I fit in. And I tell you, man, um, Tech prep, I still has, has a close place in my heart because that was my first time teaching um, all black staff, man. You talk about walking in and being able to see like black teachers and me um, coming from Connecticut. Like I remember I had, I remember I was cool with the black secretary and I was cool with my um, science teacher because he was Filipino. But besides that, I didn't have a lot of, you know, teachers of color. Representation, so a, yeah. Um, having a lot of women in admin, black women in admin, having a lot of black men that I was teaching with. I had Baji that I brought in um, the following year. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. That was really an amazing time, a challenging time, not going to lie. Um, but imagine. it was, man, it taught me a lot. Just taught me a lot between, you know, really engaging with students um, Mm. and not making assumptions that, you know, you can, you can half-ass it and and like fake the funk because I surely wore a suit thinking that I was like, I'm about to teach these kids. (laughs) And they were like, who is this? And who are you? And why do you look like the newsman? They said, they they said, I look like the weatherman. And I was like, all right, Joe, like, (laughs) but learning to be my authentic self um and like share the things that I'm genuinely excited about that really got me through that and that really helped me um you know engage a lot of students that I'm still honestly connected with today I just talked to a couple of my my DC students that are that are at this point graduating college blows my mind man for real yeah that's wild now you mentioned that yeah. but I mean like early on so what was the what was the age group 
that you were teaching? So like when you first started, so was, you said a friendship. Um, high school. It high was school. high school. So okay. friendship. It's a it's a combo um, charter school. So they have a middle school right next door to mm. the high school. So they get they try to get the students in early to sixth grade middle school, and then um, they can transfer right up to the high school. But what made that such a dope place is you got six through what made it dope and challenging. I'm not gonna lie. Excuse me, is that you have six through twelfth grade. So if they have their siblings that that they have to go pick up, they're right there. They can walk right to the school together. Their siblings can go to the middle school. They can go to the high school. Um, that also means, yeah, you got middle schoolers running around when the high schoolers are coming out at the same time. So there's that. But it, it did give you a sense of community, um, family, because half of them were all related anyway, because, um, you know, they all grew up in D.C. Um, so it gave you a sense of like, that's my cousin. That's my little sister. That's such and such as cousin. Um, they really did look out for each other, too. Well, that's dope. No, I know. Um, I don't know why when you said middle school, elementary school for me, I just flashed back to like. So I think when I moved from Chester to Delaware, one yeah. of the most. Uh, I don't know why it just stuck in my mind just vividly. One of the biggest difference was standardized testing. Yeah. And I have no idea why that just popped up in my mind. But it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, just so like, yo, Delaware- they test us on Everything. What is it called? What do y'all have? Like a state test, or y'all have like a couple oh, of tests that y'all do? Man, I just cannot remember. Yeah, the name of the test because it's uh, man, what was it? Well, I'm sitting here trying to remember. Um, I think overall it was um. See, man, I'm really trying to figure out what it was called. If it's, it's okay if you didn't know what it was called, what was on the test? Like, do you remember? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was different sections. On? It was very similar to you know a lot of the standardized tests like SAT, uh, right. the ones that you hit later on. Like it had yeah. the various sections. So you had your you know reading, writing, uh, math. Um, it's really irking me that I can't remember the name. Of yeah, it's, it happens, man. Because they, they yeah. change our tests all the time. They called it CT Mastery Test. Then they called it some other test. And now it's a whole different name. So I don't I, Me as a teacher in Connecticut, it's hard for me to keep up. Um, um, what, for, for those, for you with your friends and everything, was there always like, was there any like anxiety about the test? Was there any stress? We are ever, yeah, like, it was really stressful. Cause it was like, well, it depends on how seriously we're taking them. Some people was just like, man, it's like a couple of days where it's just free. Like I could just scribble in or circle yeah. these things and just keep it moving. Um, free period. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, I think I was really trying to make sure I did well. Cause I'm, you know, I'm just coming to a new environment. Like you feel like you got that chip on your shoulder. You're trying to prove yourself, especially in the more difficult classes, you know, it doesn't, there aren't a lot of people that look like us. It's not a lot of uh, black brown representation um, in those classes. So I always just, even from a young age, always felt like, like I just have to do well at everything. I have to be 10 times as better than everyone at any, at everything. Um, So yeah, man. So it was, it was, it was stressful for me. 
Um, it's it's wild that you we already get those expectations put on us without even a lot of it being verbal. It's mm-hmm. just known that there's there's not many other black people in this space. You know, I don't want to look bad, and I know my I don't want to let my family down. Or like you said, you have some people who are like, "Bump it! I'm I'm free for the next couple of days. I'm just gonna be chilling. I'm not gonna stress myself out." So for a Connecticut mastery test, you had to pass the test to graduate high school. So that was always like in the back of our head. Um, oh and for yeah, DC, this is this is like elementary. I'm talking like we. Were yeah. Talking, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I was no, making sure I was it like. Was, so like, thank you because it, <laughs> it was there were sections to it and it was all kind of like the mastery test. Um, so like you took you took it in there's like elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, but then once you talked about that before too, IBAP was a whole other you know level. To Bro, that. that was a different level of stress. I remember. Dog. We so had to in take DC, it in a high gym. Oh my fam. gosh. Go ahead, bro. Fam. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <in> DC, <laughs> being a charter school, charter school is a whole other ball game. So charter school, depending on where you're at, can be run like a business almost. So they have benchmarks. And because, you know, it's it's not held to like public public school standards, sometimes benchmarks are like the different schools set their benchmarks. So friendship can set its own benchmarks. DC can set its own benchmarks. Um, tech prep can set its own benchmarks, right? So you start seeing how it can get a little conflated. Then you can go into where like the, um, you know, science, the uh, math, the engineers can set their own benchmarks. And so they wanted us to set our own benchmarks. Um, and it was f- so frustrating, dog. Cause as some, as a new teacher, it's like, well, I'm still new to teaching. Now you want me yeah. to create a test. Now you want me to create a benchmark for, you know, something to compare, um, you know, something to, to retest my students and compare the results. But I've never done any of this, you know? So it's like, you're throwing a lot at me and at my students, frankly. We're all frustrated. <laughs> we're all <Yeah>. frustrated, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's coming from a, a good perp, coming from a good place because they want the numbers. They want the, to to be able to track the data um but sometimes i feel like we always work like the wrong way into these situations like hey it's great you get to create your own test and then test your students later on um do you but like you said you get a lot of anxiety and stress from that yeah i was gonna say do you like feel how do you feel like those types of tests like really impact um students ability gets like the next level like the you know their ability to you know get accepted to you know colleges if they were even in that mindset in the first place because a lot of times you know in these scenarios a lot of kids especially in our communities just like just trying to make it through high school this is the thing that i've learned is that the benchmark any type of exams it's never about the numbers which sounds weird, but it comes from, are you able to, do you have test taking skills? Right? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. really what you're, what you're learning is, um, you could have poor, you could have, you could have poor, um, great, um, like scores. Let's say you didn't do well on the SATs. However, if you have good test taking skills, where you're able to sit quietly, do the work, read, like, you know, like really put forth the effort. When you get to your classes, whether you want to go to college or wherever, 
you have skills that translate to being a good worker, right? Quote unquote. Um, now someone that might like, they might have done well on a, on a benchmark and scored high enough there that, you know, that follows them and they do well. It could have been the one time you caught them to actually sit them down to focus and do that test. Um, and they might have done very well, but if, if they're not used to sitting still, reading this, reading comprehension, and then being somewhere for an hour or so doing something, um, it's almost like you start, you kind of set them up because you're like, well, you scored high on this and we can push you on to the next level. It's like, yeah, but they might not have the, um, they not, might not really want to go in that direction. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it, it does, it does end up putting a lot of kids on a track towards somewhere that they might not want to go necessarily. And I've had a lot of students specifically in DC. I'm not going to lie. A lot of students that were like, Mr. Brown, why are we doing this, man? Like, why, why am I doing this when I really don't care and I don't want to go to college? And it's like, and you know, I, and I try to, I try to tell them like, man, try your best to at least see where you're at, you know, so that it can be their own kind of way to, to see what they know and what they don't know. Yeah. But a lot of times if I'm a student that struggles with reading, right. And I, and I come to, you know, this class so I can do art. And uh, this is how another teacher explained it to me. And I loved it. Cause it was like, Oh, you know, I don't like reading. So I, I joined my art class and then, Y'all start adding reading comprehension in all these classes. So if I show up to art class and y'all making me read in art, y'all making me do a benchmark in art, I'm leaving. <laughs> like yeah, that's what, that's, that's that what the teacher said. And it was, and it was the way that they, because you know why they're doing it. They want to get you to read. So they're going to, let's do it in art or let's do it in gym. But then when it's a student that's like, not I'm gym, hold up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold up, nah. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. like I remember some classes that used to be uh, gym and health. Like it would either be combined. Yeah. Like the first few weeks would be gym, but then you have a few weeks of health. Some combination, or they'd be separate classes. But come on, and gym, come on, yeah. dog. Nah, and, and this all this is all tied to um, college acceptance rates too, because if you're able to get them to do well on standardized tests, you're able to show that students are progressing. Um. And then ultimately, if you're able to get them to get accepted to a college, you know, in, in, you've checked all the boxes to show that your school is doing very well, you know? Yeah, but tough, I mean, we t- yeah, you're talking about acceptance rates, but I think the biggest thing is like actual retention. So I was like, especially, I mean, yeah. keep into this conversation. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Keep it to this conversation specifically about, you know, just our communities um, and retention um, over acceptance or just getting accepted. Yeah. Like the tools and skills are on what's actually going to get people to actually stay and feel confident that they can figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm, I, you know what? I'm glad you said that because. That is that plays a part of it too. We had count days. Have you heard of count days before? Nah. So a count day is hey, remember, Andrew, remember next Friday. We need everybody to be here on Friday. Make sure that you're here. We're gonna give you guys smoothies, right? We'll do whatever, right? Really what what is, is a count day is you need to have all the students in their seats and you need to count all the students. Um, because depending on that number, 
is how much funding you get, right? Is how the number that you're of your school, your population of your school, your demographic of your school. So there's count days where like, this is an important day for everyone to be there. Um, it's almost like they take a snapshot of your school um, to see how much money they should give you. And like, what's the real population of your school? I know hey. it's a trip. It's a trip, but it's real. So when you say retention, yeah, you're trying to keep, you're trying to maintain students to be in class um, because you have a lot of students skipping your classes or skip, skipping school and a lot of students that are, you know, falling behind or being left behind, quote unquote. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not a good look for your school. And you're there, and it, as crazy and backwards as it is, as it is, to have a count um, day. Yeah, you know, I was saying, why can't you just go off yeah, the roster it, of the no, kids that are supposed to be in your class? It, you can lose, you can lose funding that way too. Like, How? And that's what charter schools, um, charter schools being a little different, right? Um, charter schools kind of have their own way of like governing themselves, um, but you have to get people to enroll, right? Um, so. It, it becomes almost like a pony show for a lot of schools, right? Where they're trying to like take pictures of the football team, take pictures of the drama club, and they're trying to like promote the school so they can attract more students. Um, cause the more students they can get, you know, the more students that they can transition, uh, help matriculate through, get good grades and accepted the high school. Um, then they can get more funding. They can get more funding for programs and more funding for, you know, um, equipment, um, for, um, you know, budgets, better budgets for, um, what's it called? Uh, teachers and, uh, and, um, everything else. Like it, it's, it's a, it is a big, like almost political game, um, that education in America has turned into a way, so, ways for you to like put on the show. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I'm hearing all this and I think, well, the real question is, it's like, so when is the actual instruction like happening? Like what's keeping teachers from just like losing them? Well, not, not even within the pandemic, before the pandemic. Um, right. <laughs> but um, like, what is, I don't know, what's, what's, it's crazy to say this, but what's actually keeping teachers there? Cause it doesn't even sound like yeah, there's any instruction even happening in this, in the structure that is currently set up in a lot of these situations, whether it's public school or private, like, and you know, I'm, I, you know, I started off with that story, right? Cause, mm -hmm. cause that's what keeps you, you know, I, I, I want to make it like all doom and gloom. Um, but Lord knows yeah. we know how American uh, education system is, but, but it is that, that seeing the student that doesn't want to join, um, seeing those students that swear they're never, ever going to be interested in whatever you're talking about, whatever you're talking about. And then seeing that, that interest turn into like curiosity, turn into like full engagement mm -hmm. and like empowerment, man, that's a feeling to go from like a student coming in and be like, you know, Mr. Brown, I really didn't like you when I first met you <laughs> to being like, you know, Oh, I could, I could do, you know, computing. I can do robotics. I could do these things. Um, mm -hmm. and even if they don't do it, even if they don't go into their major or they don't go into like, that's not their, um, degree they're, see they're seeking. The fact that they know they can do it, that's perfectly fine by me. I feel like I've, I get more accomplishment from students 
achieving and and knowing they can do this mm-hmm. um because then oh they're unstoppable like you get a little black boy or a little black girl to be able to make a robot move and like program it and know that they can do that oh they can take on any problem they need to right and and let me be real too these aren't students that you know we're talking about students that grew up in dc like these students are grown like yeah they're high school students they're young but they're grown like a lot of students have seen some real life they're already working trying to help their family you know um the the way i would the way i would talk to my students in dc is much different than the way i talk to my students in connecticut um let me not say let me not say all most of my most of my students in connecticut um because I, i have those students up here too that are working and, you know, working way more than they're supposed to do legally um, and just doing what they need to do to get the grade and be out. Um, but if I can, if I can reach them to let them know that there's, they have options moving forward in life, um, that they're, they're smarter than they might've been told. Um, and that sometimes, yeah, that they deserve to be where they, they're, where they're going. If they do decide to go to college, that they deserve to be there. Um, so that's that's the feeling that you try to chase. Um, of course, there's politics. Of course, there's always admin stuff and the way that the school system is structured. Um, but if you're really able to engage with students and and um, see that spark when they're like, "Oh, I get it," that's that right there gives me chills. So why I think, well, I mean, coming through the pandemic, especially. Uh, yeah. and the virtual setups, the virtual classrooms, distance learning and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like just a little, how has that been? So, <laughs> the, the dark cause I'm like, yeah, cause so, I'm just like, so that's, imagine, that's different. Let, let me, let's walk it through us. Right. Imagine when we were in high school. You know how it was when you're already getting used to like the schedule, the hustle and bustle that is high school. Like, you know where your, your classes are, the teachers you like, the teachers you don't like, the classes you like, um, you know, which classes you can slack off a little bit in. Yeah. Imagine just out of nowhere, it's like you're going to be home for the next odd weeks and we don't know when we're coming back. So at first, you know, you might be on it still, right? Um, you'll be virtual classes. Um, I mean, sometimes it's not even right away. It takes like a little bit to get those classes up. But for electives, I didn't see my students for a smooth like three weeks. Like it was almost like a month since I see my students because in the beginning, they only were worried about core classes. So math, science, English, history. Like those are the first classes they were like sending stuff out to students. They, they sent packets home, right? So for me, it's like, all right, I spent a week not working like all right then it was like another week like oh oh shit like this is real like and then by the time it's the third week it's like hey uh get google classroom whatever you want like we're gonna start reconnecting you with students by that time it's it's virtual meetings it's zoom it's teams um and as a teacher I, I'm, it's a lot of energy teaching, but I get a lot of energy seeing my students and talking with them. So seeing a screen, having a lot of students that didn't want to cut on their cameras, um, 
So seeing a lot of black screens, um, struggling to get through a lesson because no one's responding, or I had one that one student that would respond. It was draining, man. And draining ain't even the word. It's like we learned that screen time was a thing, that that was in a state of exhaustion because we had, I was trying to talk to students. Then we had meetings, like your job, you had meetings. And it was like, I can't do it. Um, shoot, me being like, you know, just being an artist and performing to a screen is trash. It's like, I don't get no kind of like energy back from this. Um, I heard students, uh, freaking, uh, starting up their PlayStation while I'm in, cl- in the middle of class. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here playing 2K. Like I, I have a PlayStation. Didn't even <laughs> care. I know exactly what you are booting up. Um, didn't even care. How about this? I kind of wasn't supposed to do this, but I did it anyway. Um, I have students that are supposed to be working on their Chromebooks to do something and they can't do it because they don't have a mouse. So at one point I was dropping mouse off my, you know, dropping off mice in mailboxes. Like, Hey, make a phone calls home. Like, Hey, I know that, you know, she's struggling or he's struggling with this. I'm gonna drop off something in your mailbox if you don't mind. Um, and even that was like a, just like them seeing me from outside, like, hey, like Mr. Brown, I'm like, it's the most excited you've ever been to see me. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, only cause, it's, just, it's probably and, like a level of appreciation though. It's like, you, man, know, you really care. Like you came to my crib. Yeah, but it was stuff off that not I only really was it, needed. Yo, it was exhausting for for teachers. It was, I know it was more exhausting for students because it's like you don't even begin to fathom like not having your friends, not having like you know teachers that usually check in on you. You might not have the best home relationship. Yeah, you might not be getting all the food that you need. You don't got the right yeah. Wi Fi. Like it was a lot, man. And sadly, you know, we lost a lot of teachers. Um, a lot of students transferred, um, or like we lost track of students. I had a student that moved to Puerto Rico, like midway, you know, which was tough. Yeah. Because he's, he wanted to be, they wanted to be closer to family and yeah, man, which isn't, which isn't too unheard of where like some students, like some students moved back to New York. Um, because also like, yeah, people are losing their jobs, you know, there's like real life stuff happening. So a wild time. Next thing I know, I have I have a couple of students I haven't seen for three months. So I'm trying to catch up. You know, we got seniors that's like, you know, I told them by the grace of God, y'all about to graduate because we're trying to get y'all through by any means necessary. Um, it was a very, it was it was the it was the perfect storm to shed light on the cracks in our education system. Man, you said the cracks. I was gonna say holes, gaping holes. All of that. So I'm just kidding. All of that, <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> you said cracks. I'm talking caves. You already Yo, talked about cracks. It's real. I was playing. Yeah, nah, nah. Definitely, man. That's yeah. Because I mean, I know I've I've had teaching experiences here and there, but never as extensive as the ones that um you've had. Mm. Um. But yeah, man, that's crazy because I mean, I remember you was telling me about everything that was going on and um, even your own time when you were saying like, not say that you aren't teaching currently, but right. leaving the current, um, I guess, part of teaching or that that specific pipeline. 
um, and yeah. moving more to a place where it's more of, you know, creating environments and activities and events um, and more of that interaction uh, with students yeah. to make sure they have the resources they have. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's, it's, you find that a lot of teachers are doing a lot more of that because when you, when it surfaced how much, you know, social and emotional learning students need it. Cause now it's been, you know, students are coming back to, there's a two year gap where they've just been around family. They don't know how to like talk about their emotions, talk about their frustrations and feelings, how to, um, how to, how to go through confrontation. Like they've been doing that with their, their brothers and sisters. They just, they like play fight, whatever. And then they just go on with their life. So yeah, you know, you got, when kids come back, there's a lot of times I had to stop teaching to be like, all right, we're going to talk about relationships today. Oh, we're going to talk about like cleanliness or like, um, you know, being on the job. Like there's a lot of life lessons that I ended up having to talk about. And that was when I knew I was ready to transition out the classroom um, because it was like, I'm doing my, my lessons about my life lessons in class have become more important than me teaching engineering because there's such a, such a gap, you know, for students that there's, there's full weeks where I'm just like, just going over typing or I'm just going over resumes. I went over budgets. That's like, you know, when I was able to go over budgets with them, I went over like buying a car, renting an apartment. Like this is stuff they had like little knowledge about, you know? And these mm. are like juniors, seniors I'm talking to. Um, so it's like, man, me talking about 3D modeling right now and 3D printing versus like trying to get you prepared to buy a car, or get you prepared to like, you know, how to talk to your boss, how to write an email to your boss when you get a job. You know, it's it's not saying that engineering isn't important, but it's like in that moment I found it that, <laughs> you know, a, a certain a student of a certain complexion sent, telling me my hair stinks because I can't wash it. I'm like, nope. We talking about we talking about uh, hair locks and you know things you don't say to black people today. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like that's what I found myself doing a lot of in these past two years. Man, I mean, it's teaching is just not the curriculum that you was assigned to teach that's all <laughs> yeah yeah and and yeah, sadly yeah. until you know un, until they start you know addressing those issues in education um shoot and compensating teachers like they need to be to um need to be compensated that part they're going to continue to lose teachers because we've it this is it was an unprecedented time like you said it, it was a it was a different time pandemic teaching Nah, facts. But yeah, man, I know it's like now you you're on. Yeah, now you're on and uh new experiences, newer pastures. But um yeah, man. Expecting uh bigger and greater things. As you know, man. Um so definitely I wanna say big ups to all our educators that are listening. Um, you know, if you still are in the classroom, continue the good fight. 
<laughs> you're going to have that one student that's going to come a couple years later talking about, man, I always loved your class. Um, so man, he was <laughs> never in it though. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no. man. As always, we appreciate y'all listening and tuning in. Um, if y'all do not already, please follow us on all social media platforms, anywhere you can listen to, to podcasts. Please tune in. Feel free to, uh, go ahead and visit our nice new shiny website. Um, pick you up some merch, buy you a shirt or two. Uh, with that being said, we'll see you next time. Peace out.